the Unraveling Podcast. I am Kelly and I am the host of this podcast and I just wanted to say welcome to those of you who are new here. We are going to continue on with our Psalm series looking at a chapter in the book of Psalms and just the emotion that come along with it and how it relates to us today. If you like this podcast and could take a minute to just literally like 10 seconds to just rate or review the podcast, it would mean so much to me and it really helps my podcast be seen by other people. So thank you so much to those of you who've done that. And also thank you to the people who have reached out to me and given me feedback on the podcast. It really is so nice to know what other people are liking about it, what's encouraging, um, and any feedback you have is very helpful to me. So my goal is for these to be short and sweet and leave you with something tangible to think about and to help you deal with this crazy time of life. So we're just going to jump right on into this. I had a very hard time choosing which chapter we should do next, but I landed on Psalm 30. So let's get started. You know what I'm really learning to love about David is that he totally makes it okay for us to kind of be a hot mess in our emotion. He goes back and forth between hope and grief, and he does it at the same time. He literally changes from paragraph to paragraph sometimes in his moods. And I just feel like this is so human. It's, that's why I love the book of Psalms. I feel like it's so relatable. And the other thing I love about David is he almost always ends speaking truth, I think almost over himself. So even when he is talking about grief and near-death experience and sorrow, Almost always, at some point in the book, in that chapter, he will, he will say, but I know who you are, God. I know that you will protect me. I know who you are. And so although he wavers in his emotions, he does stand very firm in, in the truth. And that's definitely something I'm learning from him, is to, that, it, that I can feel my emotions. My emotions are important to feel that God actually wants to know all of what I'm feeling, because he already does know, but he wants me to bring it to him. And he wants me to remember the truth. And so we're going to see some of that today in Psalm 30. I am going to just read the whole thing. It's not super long. I think it's only, yeah, only 12 verses. So I'm just going to read it. I am reading from the NIV version. It says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depth and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction? Is my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, help my, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. So David's all over the place here. Each paragraph sounds a bit different, and I did some research in that these actually could be um, 
each paragraph actually could have been written at different times or it could have been written at the same time. No one actually knows exactly when every single part of Psalms was written. But regardless, God decided to put all of this in one chapter. And there is some really, really good stuff in here. In that first paragraph, he is saying all that God has done. You lifted me out of the depths. You healed me. You spared me from going down into the pit. To me, that sounds like thankfulness. That sounds like joy. That sounds like praise. And verse 4 says, sing to, you, sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. Not only is David praising him, but he feels compelled to tell everyone else to praise God too. But I thought something was super interesting in verses 6 and 7. It says, When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. I think this is something so many of us can relate to. When things are going well, when we feel secure, we can say things like, I will never be shaken. And we can feel like we are standing firm in God. But the moment that we feel like God is hiding his face from us, or when we feel like God isn't there, or he isn't active, or he doesn't care, then we start, then we start questioning him. And it's here in this chapter that I see so much of David's, it's like this, again, this wavering, I don't know if I even want to say wavering faith. It's just wavering emotions. But you know what else it is? It's dependence on God. And that was kind of my takeaway from this chapter is that God made emotions. God experiences emotions, not exactly like we do, but he does experience emotions too. Emotions are good. They are from him. He made us that way. But emotions are also what brings us to God for stability. Because I think we all know we very, very much need something to keep us stable, especially when we are in an emotional crisis. Because it is so easy for our emotions to hijack our brain and take us somewhere else. And that's what I see in David, is I just see him. He does waver in his emotions, but when he's down, he's crying out to God. And when he's happy, he's praising God. And it's always, no matter what he's feeling, he's always going back to God. Our emotions will always waver based on our circumstances. And I think that sometimes we feel like they shouldn't. Like, we shouldn't get sad or we shouldn't feel fearful or we shouldn't be disappointed. No, we should. That's, that's what happens. But the one thing that can remain consistent is where do we go with our emotion? Because there are a lot of other places we can turn, especially with our negative emotion, instead of God. And I think that this is part of the reason why God put this whole book in the Bible is just to show what it looks like to live an emotionally dependent life on, on him. Because David really does do this so well. Yes, he doubts. Yes, he hurts. Yes, he questions God and wonders where God is, but he always goes to God with it. And so I just want to take a moment to talk to the person who feels like they can't turn to God with what they're feeling right now. They feel shame for whatever reason, or they just feel like God doesn't care. Maybe because other people didn't want to hear about your emotions in life, you feel like God won't either. Or maybe you're just really angry at God and you don't want to share anything with him. I understand all those things and I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But something does happen to us when we bring our emotions to our creator. He is the only one who can do anything about it. And no, I don't mean he's just going to snap his fingers and make you feel all happy. Maybe, but usually that's not the case. But he might give you a new perspective. He might show you how strong he is. He might, he might reveal himself in a new way to you. He might just be wanting to show you what it looks like to truly depend on him. 
because that's what we were made for. And I know I forget that all the time, that God created me to need him in every single way, including emotionally. I need God. And I think it's so beautiful what David says here too, that is something for us to look forward to as well. Weeping may remain for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Just like the morning always follows the night, every single time, rejoicing follows weeping. And if you have been weeping for so long, I know it's hard to believe this, but that there is rejoicing coming. David also says, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Same idea. God has lifted him up out of the depths, out of the deep waters. God has heard his call for help and healed him. And God has spared him from going into the pit. And God absolutely will do these things for you too. Learning dependence on the Lord is a process, but it is, it is one that I promise you is worth pursuing. I am a therapist, and I, this is probably the thing I talk to my clients about the most. It's allowing yourself to feel with God. No more pushing feelings away. No more stuffing them down. No more denying that they're there. It's being honest with God, pulling it all out, no matter how messy it is, no matter how chaotic it is, no matter how heavy it is, and just being honest with him. And I have seen some truly amazing and beautiful things happen when people do this. I've seen freedom. I have seen just this newfound love for Jesus in people's heart and this new understanding of who he is and this new strength in themselves. And sometimes we need a professional to do that with, and that is not, there is no shame in that, you guys. I, I've said it a million times in this podcast, and I'll say it again. Get a therapist if you need someone to walk through these emotions with. I need a therapist sometimes to walk through emotions with. There is no shame in it. And as you do this, just remember that God is stable. He is consistent. Whether the waves and wind are calm or they are roaring, he remains the exact same. And this is clearly something that David has learned to understand. That e- Again, even though he's honest with God about being like, hey God, where are you? God, I don't understand why you're not doing something now. He ends it with, oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Because he knows who God is, because he remembers what God has done. And so I just want to encourage you to go to God with it all. Like if you need to start by writing down, maybe just trying to start to jot some thoughts of like, what am I feeling? Maybe you've been repressing it for a long time and that can take a while to actually touch base with your emotions. But writing is a great way to do it. Or if you're somebody who's a verbal process, just start talking out loud. I know that sounds kind of weird. Um, just start trying to process what am I feeling and, and actually like talking to God about it. Learn to be dependent on him in the good and the bad and everything in between. That's what he wants and that's what he's created us for. So I will be praying for each one of you, especially those of you who really are feeling this right now, that you know that these words are coming for you, to you, in your heart, um, that your weeping will return to, or will turn to rejoicing, and that your wailing will turn to dancing. And again, sometimes this is a process, but it's a process that God really wants to walk this road with you. So that's all I have for today. I just wanted to let you guys know as well that I typically write blog posts regarding the psalm or whatever podcast I'm doing um, the day of or the night before. So make sure you check out my Facebook page, which is The Unraveling with Kelly Becerra. And I'm also on Instagram, Kelly underscore Becerra, I think. Or you can check out my blog website, which is just kellybecerra.com if you are looking for more depth into some of this stuff. But anyways, thank you guys again so much for listening and I will be back next week. Bye.